0: I'm too pissed off today to joke around with my cold open, okay? Let's just get right to it, because I got a lot of stuff on my mind. I got a lot of stuff on my mind. The Stephen A. Smith Show coming your way right now. Holla at your boy. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the latest edition of the Stephen A. Smith Show. Coming at you, as I love to do, at the very least, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday over the digital airwaves of YouTube. As usual, I'm here in my studio. Thanks to my official studio sponsor, FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel is the official sports uh, studio sponsor of the Stephen A. Smith Show. By the way, continue to appreciate the love and support you all give me. Um, I've su- I've exceeded 358,000 subscribers now in the first seven months. Can't thank y'all enough for making that happen. Keep the love coming. I'm going to keep on coming. Please make sure to like and follow The Stephen A. Smith Show right here on YouTube. Just click the bell to get notified for all of our new content. And bam, there you'll have it. And while you're at it, by the way, let me remind you to pick up my New York Times bestselling book, Straight Shooter, a memoir of second chances and first takes. I think you'll enjoy it. It is not a sports book. It is a book about yours truly, all right? I'll be taking your questions, by the way, via X, formerly known as Twitter, uh, for the next couple of weeks as my new studios uh, get set to be built. Staffing is taking place. All of this other stuff is going on. Uh, So once that stuff is finalized, I'll be in my new studios. Can't wait to show that to you in the weeks to come. Make no mistake about it. It's coming very, very soon. Let me get right to it. Um, I'm not in a good mood. I really am not. Um, The NBA season opened last night. First game of the year was the Los Angeles Lakers getting beat down. Um, You know, I shouldn't say beat down last night because it wasn't a beat down, but they were going up against the reigning defending NBA champion Denver Nuggets, who beat them down by sweeping them four straight in the Western Conference Finals. And I'm pretty ticked off because it was a decent game. LeBron James was uh, held to 29 minutes uh, because they're managing his minutes for the time being. Uh, he's 39 years of age, going on 40 for the time, uh, supposedly is catching up to him. He's in his 21st season. didn't look that way to me. LeBron James looked terrific uh, in the minutes that he was on the court. But here's the thing, I wish I could say the same about Anthony Davis. See, we're going to stop all of this nonsense right here. We're going to stop all of this nonsense. This is not throwing shade on the abilities of Anthony Davis. This is throwing shade on his, ability, on his willingness to maximize his abilities. You just signed for $62 million. $62 million per year. Three years, $186 million. You 6'10", 6'11". Offensively, you just finished averaging 25.9 points, 12.5 rebounds per game, two blocks per game, shoot 56% from the field per game last season. Y'all got to the Western Conference
1: Finals. You get smoked. You get swept. Nikola Jokic, bust your living ass.
0: One day you dropped 40. The next game you dropped 11. This brother kept putting in triple doubles on you. Brought out the broomsticks. Sent you home. Talked smack to you while he did it. While he did it along with the rest of the Denver Nuggets team. That's what you said, Anthony Davis. That's what you said. You come in to last night's game. After living with that all-off season, after talking about how you and LeBron have been talking because of the Denver Nuggets talking smack about you and how they talked to you when they were on the court against you. And you said, man, we, we, we can't wait. We can't wait. We can't wait. And then you show up in the season opener last night, fresh off of soaking in and having the stomach, all of that residue from getting swept from somebody, some, from somebody talking smack to you while sweeping you, from having to live with that throughout the entire off-season. In the midst of that, you still managed to get 62 million a year. You got paid.
1: Three-year $162 million extension. That's what the Los Angeles Lakers gave you. That's what Genie Buss gave you. And after balling in the first half with 17 points, you Anthony Davis, whose A game is a top seven talent on the planet as far as I'm concerned. And you go scoreless in the entire second half. You go scoreless. I don't want to hear about them doubling you. You could pass gas and get to the damn free
0: throw line. You didn't attempt a free throw. You missed all six of your shots. And the rest of the team shot 54% from the field in the second half. You know what that tells me, Anthony Davis? That tells me, bro, that if you were ready to go, if you were ready to ball, y'all would have won the game. But that's the real story going on in Los Angeles, y'all, right now. The real story going on in Los Angeles is the fact that Anthony Davis, Charles Barkley calls him Six Flags. I call him, I'm sorry, he calls him street clothes. I call him Six Flags because he's a roller coaster. He's up and down. He's Six Flags, great adventure, amusement park. That's who he is. Sometimes it's amusing to watch, sometimes it ain't. But it ain't no excuse for this BS. Anthony Davis is too great to be going scoreless in any half of a game. This brother could fall on his knees and still drop five points. The hell is he talking about? And all of you people out there making excuses. Shut the hell up! Ain't nobody want to hear it. This is Anthony Davis. And why am I so pissed off? I'm going to tell you why. Number one, we all know I want to be in L.A. I ain't apologizing for that to anybody. That's where where the hell I want to be in June. I'd rather be in L.A. in Southern California instead of Northern California in June. I'd rather be in L.A. than in Denver, Colorado in a mild hot city with that damn altitude in June. I'd rather be in L.A. than in hot-ass desert Phoenix, Arizona. I ain't apologizing. We all got our prefaces and our proclivities. That's mine. Warm weather with flair and culture and Hollywood and Tistletown as a backdrop. Hell yeah, I'm not apologizing for it. My dream is to have Miami and L.A. in the finals. Not when they, not when they in the damn
1: bubble. And nobody could get out because of COVID.
0: I'm talking about when you got to go to each respective city back and forth. You ever want to see me happy to travel? Have me going back and forth between L.A. and Miami. I'm good. I'm good. That's where I'm coming from. That's where I'm at with it. And I'm telling you right now, I'm pretty damn pissed off at this BS. Because let me tell you something. We got to accept this for what it is. I got a producer here that thinks he knows his basketball. His name is Greg. He actually does. I feel bad for him. He's a Warriors fan. I don't think they deep enough. I don't think they got enough big bodies, rather, to overcome the powers that be in the Western Conference. That's my personal opinion. But I'm here to tell y'all this, to make sure we understand one another, clearly, once and for all. This is it for LeBron James. This is it. As great as that brother is, I got him number two all time, not number one. As phenomenal as he is, he can't do it by himself. And you got this cat, Anthony Davis that on too many occasions, when it's required, the brother don't show up. How is LeBron James in better shape than you? How is LeBron James more ready for the season than you and you a decade younger? How is LeBron James answering the call and answering the bell more than you? You Anthony Davis, dog. What the hell is this? Scoreless?
1: You're going to get 1.1? One, one. You couldn't hit a free throw. You couldn't attempt the damn free throw. Sixty-two million dollars. Sixty-two million dollars. See, there's
0: a difference. LA had no choice but to pay Anthony Davis, cause ain't no Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis is
1: available running around. But Milwaukee
0: didn't mind giving Giannis the $62 million. Identical contracts. Three years, $186 million. They ran to the, to the negotiating table to give him that money. They didn't even negotiate. You want the $62 million, Here you go. The Lakers are like, okay, if we must. Because they had no choice. But if you Anthony Davis, it ain't about none of that. You know what it's about, Anthony Davis? It's about you loving your brother, LeBron James, enough to maximize your potential. Night in, night out, man. I know you helped deliver the chip. I get that his fourth ring. That was in a bubble. Do you know why people think that Anthony Davis and the Los Angeles Lakers would not have won if the season were not interrupted? It ain't because of LeBron. They feel that way because they're not even talking about Anthony Davis' ability. What they're saying is he wouldn't have made it through the season. He's injury prone. He either got hurt. That's what they're saying. When you going to prove him wrong, Anthony Davis? When you going to prove him wrong? And by the way, I'm just talking about injuries. That's throwing you a mulligan there. You weren't injured last night. It was the opening game of the season. Jokic, rather, shows up, immediately picks up right where he left off and drops a triple-double. When are you going to answer the damn call? Consistently.
1: Consistently. LeBron needs you.
0: I'm looking at all these changes that the Lakers made. Dennis Schroeder's gone. Lonnie Walker the fourth, is gone. Malik Beasley's gone. Troy Brown Jr.'s gone. Mo Bamba's gone. Gabriel's gone. Cole Swider. Shaquille Harrison. These guys. Look who the Lakers have. Look who they've kept around. First of all, you kept Anthony Davis. You kept Austin Reed. You kept D'Angelo Russell and Rui Hachimura. You acquired Gabe Vincent. Friend of Miami Heat in free agency. We know that brother could play. We saw him in the finals. Jared Vanderbilt. Contract extension, he's still here. Christian Wood, you got him. Tall, lanky body could do some things for you. Torian Prince is not a bad pickup. Jackson Hayes is not a bad pickup. Cam Reddish, Jalen Hood, Shavino. I'm just looking at some of these names. What's up? You got role players, you got depth, you've got defense, you've got perimeter shooting, you've got athleticism, you've got leadership and greatness in LeBron James. It's really about Anthony Davis. You gonna show up or not, bro? Scoreless in the second half with Jokic on the other side. After you've been talking junk about how you were talk junk about, and how you were anxious and ready to answer the call, and you wet the bed like this. Nah, it's unacceptable. Something got to give. Something's got to give. We got to stop making excuses. LeBron James was Mike. He talked about how this is Anthony Davis's team weeks ago. He was Mike for. Tuesday night's game, he's doing everything in his power to give Anthony Davis the team. The Lakers are doing it by playing LeBron James just 29 minutes like they did last night. They're basically saying, Anthony Davis, take us there. Darvin Ham, the coach, gave you the green light to shoot six threes a game. You know good and damn well you've been shooting about 18% over the last few years on threes. Even though it's climbed up to 30 last year, that was an aberration. But Anthony Davis got to show up. Otherwise, the Lakers have no chance. Anthony Davis is holding the Lakers championship aspirations in the palm of his hands. Ladies and gentlemen, they have no chance to make it to the conference finals unless Anthony Davis shows the hell up. Remember I said that. Remember I said that. Transitioning to some more um, story items things that we need to discuss as we sit here and touch on what we need to go through. Um, James Harden's making news. James Harden, out for the last few days, refusing to show up to team activities and stuff like that. Uh, First game of the season, uh, Philadelphia 76ers going to play up against Milwaukee. James Harden suddenly decided to show up. And
1: to show up and play. And according to reports, I think Sham Sharania, of course, my man Woj and others, the
0: 76ers sent him home. Time to recap, let's understand what's going on here. James Harden thought that Philadelphia was going to give him the max. When they didn't give him the max, according to him, Daryl Morey ghosted him, wouldn't return his phone calls. James Harden called them a liar, wants nothing to do with him, et cetera, et cetera. I think it's the wrong way to handle things.
1: First of all, you got to show up to work.
0: Period. You got to show up to work. You're under contract, you got to show up to work. Especially with new rules that stipulate, not only can you be fined for every practice you miss, every game you miss, but also if it's proven that you've done this purposefully, and that there wasn't any resident emergencies to deal with and what have you. It's been proven. I mean, new rules stipulate that the Philadelphia 76ers can not only find James Harden, they can retain his rights. Which means you're gaining no ground, no progress whatsoever. And you can't just up and leave. Unless you're a bona fide free agent that didn't try to sabotage this season. And that's how James
1: Harden is sitting right now. Now,
0: let me say that I don't believe that James Harden is lying. It wouldn't surprise me at all. I'm not trying to disrespect Daryl Morey in any way, but it wouldn't surprise me at all if we came to find out that Daryl Morey lied to James Harden. And by that, I mean, we're going to give you the max, then watch James Harden perform in Game 6 and 7, essentially quit in Game 7 in a lot of people's eyes. And then James Harden came looking for max dollars and Daryl Morey was like, hell no, but didn't want to tell him hell no. Or the owner, Josh Harris, was like, hell no. And and Daryl Morey didn't want to tell James Harden hell no because he had already made promises to James Harden and he knew he would have to renege on it. And so he didn't handle it with the manliness that it deserved and confronted James Harden face to face and said, this is the situation. I'm not lying to you, but I don't control the purse. And I'm telling you right now, Josh Harris ain't doing that. He said, hell no. But Daryl Morey, according to what James Harden has told people, ghosted him, wouldn't return his phone calls, wouldn't communicate with them. And they had a long-standing relationship spanning more than a decade because of their years in Houston together. So Daryl Morey offended James Harden, and James
1: Harden clearly, draped with his own emotions, is not handling this right.
0: There is no other way to slice it. He is not handling it right. He looks petulant. He looks belligerent. But most importantly, he looks selfish because he's thinking about himself. What about his teammates? What about Maxie? What about Embiid? What about Tobias Harris? What about the rest of the crew that you have available to you? What about them? The reality of the situation is is that they didn't do this to Daryl Moore. They didn't do this to James Harden. Philadelphia 76ers were 54-28 and last year. They were number three seed, led by Doc Rivers, who's no longer the coach. Nick Nurse, the former coach with the Toronto Raptors, championship coach with the Toronto Raptors. He is now their head coach. But if you look at the Philadelphia 76ers, what are we talking about here? They re-signed Paul Reed, added some minimum contracts to fill out the bench, got Kelly Oubre from Charlotte. What can I tell you? Patrick Beverly is there, no doubt. Mo is still there. Danny Green, a veteran, is still there. But if James Harden is not available to you, the only hope you have is that Tyrese Maxey emerges into a star. A star that we know he has the potential to be, but hasn't necessarily definitively seen on a consistent basis as of yet. And if that's the case, where does that leave you? So it's a real bad situation. There is no way around it. Um, most teams don't want to touch Harden, but all you need is one. And from what I'm being told, it's the Clippers. Terrence Mann, maybe another player. Philadelphia 76ers won a first-round pick. Don't know if they're getting that. Um, and as a result of that reality,
1: you know, it is what it is.
0: James Harden, no one wants to touch him because they're wondering whether or not he's going to quit on them. That's how he's damaging his reputation. And if you don't get it together, it's going to cost them. It's going to cost them big time. I think it's a huge mistake on his part. That's my personal opinion. I really, really believe it's a huge mistake on his part because of the way he's acting. Not for wanting out, but you got to show up to work. Just say, I want out. Or go on the court and ball
1: and let them know you want out and leave it at that. Let me
0: transition before I go to break on my New York Knicks. I'm going to break. I'm going to end my boycott at the Garden. I have to go there to do NBA Countdown Wednesday night. Um, I'm going to be on ABC this year, but it's the first week of the season. So even though we're going to be on ESPN tonight, I'm still going to do that. I boycotted the Knicks last year because I can't stand ownership. And Leon Rose, their president of basketball operations, he's, he's not too far detached from Dolan. He don't talk to the media, he doesn't give updates. Who knows what the hell he's doing? But the New York Knicks are vastly improved, so I'll give credit where credit is due. Um, as an organization, they treat the media like trash. Media usually gets season passes every single year. At the Garden, you had to get passes game to game. So technically speaking, theoretically speaking, if the New York Knicks didn't like a report somebody put out, I'm not saying they did this, but if they didn't like a report somebody put out, you can conveniently find yourself devoid of a credential the next game. This is in a country
1: that's a democracy with First Amendment rights. Okay? Freedom of speech, freedom of the press, all of this other stuff.
0: But I'm still a Knicks fan. And as much as they annoy me, and as much as I have no di- no desire to patronize that ownership nor or the management, I will say that Tom Thibodeau has done an outstanding job. I still think Ty Lue's a better coach. And I think to move into the future, I would prefer a coach, but I never meant to imply that Tom Thibodeau doesn't deserve to be a head coach in the NBA. I'm just saying you get a point in time where sometimes you need a new voice that's heard. And my mentality is it would be nice if, if Ty Lue's voice was the one that was heard here. But I'm mindful of the fact that the New York Knicks have a 10-win improvement from from last season and a second-round
1: playoff appearance. I see what they bring,
0: and I'm pleased. But just looking at some of my notes here, just thinking about what the New York Knicks can bring to the table, wondering whether or not they're going to stand up and do something different. you know. Do you, New York, understand my, my frustration? New York Knicks haven't drafted a superstar since Patrick Ewing in 1985. I mean, it's like, it's like a hope and a prayer that somebody, somebody would take care of something. And I look at trade scenarios because let me tell you something right now. The Minnesota Timberwolves, you can't keep Anthony Edwards, call Anthony Towns, and Rudy Gobert. I think you have to let go of Carl Anthony Towns. I'd love Carl Anthony Towns in New York. I'd love to see Jalen Brunson passing him the ball. I wish I could see it with him, Julius Randle, and Carl Anthony Towns. Maybe you might not have to give up Carl Anthony Towns. You got 11 picks over the next seven years. Minnesota's got to get some of those picks back in light of
1: how things went down in the Rudy Gobert deal.
0: But here's the impediment as well. Gershon Rojas, former executive for the Minnesota Timberwolves, is now the guy that Leon Rose for the New York Knicks has as a point, man. And I doubt the Minnesota Timberwolves will want to do any negotiating with
1: their former employee for reasons that are
0: none of our business. So because of that, this is where we are. And if I'm the New York Knicks, I'm just looking at some stuff that I wrote down here. If you're the Minnesota Timberwolves and you're on the phone with me, an executive for the New York Knicks, I'm asking, how about RJ Barrett and Quickly or Quentin Grimes? How about that? Plus a pair of first round picks. How about that? What if it were three picks? Because I shouldn't have to give up more than three for Carl anthony Towns. But what if it was three picks? Is something worth entertaining? I mean, when you look at some of the numbers, it says Barrett, Quickly, Grimes, and Evan Fournier, who doesn't want to be there, resents being marginalized by Tom Thibodeau. But when you look at that list, that list of four, might be the most realistic trade assets in terms of players aside from the seven first-round picks. Some people say get rid of Julius Randle. I don't think he's the number one option offensively. I don't think he's the number two option offensively. I just think that as a three, he's big time and bona fide. He plays hard. He's very, very reliable. He would have played all 82 games if he didn't get injured the last five games of last season. I got a lot of respect for Julius Randle. I just don't think he's the number one option. He thinks he is. But that's just me. If I'm the New York Knicks, I'm getting on the phone with Minnesota. I'm offering picks. I'm offering a couple of players. I'm offering at least two picks. I'm willing to give up three first-round picks plus a couple of players. Including R.J. Barrett. If I can get my hands on Karl-Anthony Towns. Yes. I would be down for that. I definitely, definitely would be down for that. I just don't know if it's going to (sighs) happen.
1: Sexual allegations involving an NBA player.
0: And Jordan and Pippen. At it again? Hmm. Stick around and stay tuned. I'll let you know. You're listening live to the Stephen A. Smith Show, right here, over the digital airwaves of YouTube. Back with more in a minute.
2: This is the moment of a lifetime. Uh The clock's ticking like my lifeline. Until I flatline, I push it to the red line. Who gonna stop me? High? Who gonna stop me? High?
0: You know, I have to confess to you. Some subjects are just uncomfortable for me to broach. I know that's hard to believe, but if you follow my career, I I just don't get into people's personal business. You know, their personal business is their personal business. There are two exceptions that I make when it comes to something like that. The one
1: exception that I make is when you end up in the police blotters because that's a matter of public record and we have to cover that. Um,
0: the other exception is that when it goes further than that and it's in the courtroom. And it's a part of uh, you know, court documents. And that's where we get to Dwight Howard. Because you see, it hasn't made much sense to me. When I think about a guy, a Dwight Howard, DeMarcus Cousins, by the way. DeMarcus Cousins should be in the NBA. I don't know why the hell he ain't in the NBA. I don't know six big men better than DeMarcus Cousins, to me. DeMarcus Cousins could play. He should be in the NBA. But that's a subject for another day. Right now, I'm talking about Dwight Howard. And when I think about Dwight Howard, I think about a dude That was a three-time Defensive Player of the Year, 2008-09, 2009-10, when they lost to Kobe in the finals, of course, 08-09. And then, of course, um, 2010-2011. Three consecutive years, he won Defensive Player of the Year awards. Five times in his career, he's led the league in rebound. As a matter of fact, just looking at his numbers here, the first one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, 13, 14, the first 14 years of Dwight Howard's career, he averaged double dip, double digits in rebounds. He was a two-time shot-blocking shot king in the NBA. This brother's defensive prowess is unquestionable, so much so that you've had people wondering, did Dwight Howard deserve to be left off the top 75 list ahead of, Anthony Davis. Think about that for a second. here. Think about that. You know, because I'm telling you right now, these are the kind of questions that you had. But except how Dwight Howard is in the wrong, is in the news for the wrong reasons right now. And I'm telling you right now,
1: it is not comfortable for me to talk about this subject. I just don't get it. I'm being careful. You may wonder why. Well, allow me to read this to you. It's from an article. And it states,
0: NBA star Dwight Howard has denied sexually assaulting a man he met on Instagram and asked a court to dismiss the man's
1: lawsuit. The man His name is Stephen Harper, said he approached Howard with a direct message on Instagram. He sent his phone
0: number, and Howard sent the text after receiving it. According to court documents obtained by RadarOnline.com, the NBA legend, because let's face it, To a certain degree, he is a legend. There are levels, but he's a three-time defensive player of the year. He's an NBA champion with the Lakers. Um, He's a five-time rebounding champion. The brothers, you know, we ain't seen Anthony Davis pull that stuff off, even though Anthony Davis is a much better offensive player. But according to RadarOnline.com, the NBA legend admitted that he met his accuser via social media in May of 2021. Howard said he exchanged text messages with Harper between May of 2021 and July 2021. It's a two month span, several of which included sexually explicit content, such as photographs and videos. Lord have mercy, hold on, let me just pause. Oh my goodness. The former Los Angeles Lakers star said, Harper came to his home on July 19, 2021. Howard admitted that they went to his room took off their clothes and kissed consensually. But Harper then claims Howard surprised him by introducing him to a man dressed as a woman. Harper said the man called himself Kitty. Now, when I think about the name Kitty, I think about Donald Sterling, when he had his mistress and he got caught saying about Magic Johnson, why do you have to be friends with Black people? I mean, what is it? What is it about Black people? Why do you have to do that? And she said that that old man, Donald Sterling, was a little
1: kitty cat, kitty cat. Well, this man, his
0: name is Kitty, and he began performing oral sex on Dwight Howard, and Howard said he felt uncomfortable and didn't want to participate. I I, I can't do this no more. He, he said Howard tried to touch his thigh and stoked his privates to his underwear and, stop, 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 I can't, I can't, I, can't. I, I just can't. I, I can't do it. Stop, get rid of get, stop it, get it off the screen, get, get it off. <sighs> Look, y'all,
1: <sighs> to
0: each his own. You gay, and that's what you want to do. Cool. I don't have a problem with anybody living their life. I'm not here to
1: judge. I'm not here to judge. To the
0: transgender community, I got nothing to judge. Just between you and God, that's your business. But the details. <sighs> <sighs>
1: Ah. But it
0: goes a step deeper when you're familiar with the person. See, all of us who cover the NBA, we've seen Dwight Howard on many occasions. Body of Adonis, six-pack. I mean, when I got when I was getting in shape, I mean, Dwight Howard was one of the people that you gotta get in shape. Because this brother is known for being in shape, chiseled low body fat, strong. I mean, the, you know, and, and, and the ladies, you know, I've seen Dwight Howard with his share of ladies. So this report was quite shocking.
1: But you want to know what I peeled from it and why do I bring this story
0: up? Because the first thing that came to my mind when I was reading this, other than the fact that I want to see or hear about or imagine the images, Other than that, let me tell you what came to my mind when I thought
1: about this. That's why teams didn't want them. That's why teams didn't want
0: them. Now, whether they're going to admit it or not, and I'm not going to mention teams, because I don't want to incriminate anybody or accuse anybody of something I simply don't know. I'm guessing. What I'm saying is, is that that's the first thought that came to my mind. That's why they don't want them. Because what do I constantly try to educate y'all about? As somebody that's been a reporter for 30 years, we always know more than we reveal because our intel comes from the actual sources. And so it is not beyond the realm of comprehension that a team was looking into bringing Dwight Howard with that defensive prowess that he brings to the table, that a team was not looking to bring Dwight Howard on board And then found out through their investigative process, because they investigate everything, that he had this court situation coming down the pipe. It's just a reasonable conclusion for me. I'm
1: totally guessing, but it's a reasonable conclusion to deduce. That's what I look at. That's what I pay attention to. That's what I steal from why somebody wouldn't want Dwight Howard.
0: Why wouldn't you? He runs the court like a gazelle. He can jump out of the building. He can block shots. He can defend. He ain't the offensive player he thinks he is, but he's not a scrub. But he is an elite defensive player, or at least once upon a time he was. And seeing how some of these teams struggle defensively, there's no reason why you wouldn't have Dwight Howard on your team, basketball-wise. I don't get
1: it. At least I didn't get it. I'm just guessing, but I'm guessing that I get it now. Live your life, brother. Sorry you're in the news for this nonsense. It's quite embarrassing,
0: but it is what it is. And by the way, when I brought up him not making it on the top 30, 75 list of all-time NBA players, it was Stan Van Gundy, former coach of Dwight Howard and the Orlando Magic in Orlando when they went to the finals. It was him that went off calling it absolutely ridiculous that Anthony Davis was on the top top 75 list over Dwight Howard. That's a debatable subject as well. Who belongs in that top 75 list more? Dwight Howard or Anthony Davis? I guess we could answer the question, assuming that any of us can bring ourselves to talk about basketball when we're talking about Dwight Howard from this day forward, in
1: light of the headlines, he's in the news for now. Damn.
0: Damn. More of the Stephen A. Smith show, back at you in a minute.
1: This
2: is the moment of a lifetime. The clock's ticking like my lifeline. Until I flatline, I push it to the red line. Who to stop me high? Who gon' stop me
0: high? Welcome back to Stephen A. Smith's show right here over the Digital Airwaves. YouTube coming at you at the very least every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I'm about to get out of here in a few minutes. It is Wednesday, um, October 25th, and I'm en route to Madison Square Garden where the New York Knicks open their season against the Boston Celtics, a team I have favored to represent the Eastern Conference in the NBA Finals um, following the 2023-2024 regular season. Before I get into any of uh, some of the other stuff that I'm going to touch on before I get on out of here for the day and get some of your questions via Twitter, X, actually. Um, Dennis Rodman made news recently because this whole beef with Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen he swears up and
1: down will be resolved that they'll get over it etc so yes yeah, so for the last dance the
2: documentary what what was your take on it it seems that pippen has a little bit of beef with jordan over that documentary what's your take on it um i didn't have been having no problem with it you know i wouldn't expect to get paid from that you know that was a up, like, uh, <clears throat> I think the 97, 98 season, everyone knew that they were videotaping us the whole year. But no one knew that it was Jordan who was doing it. But everyone knew that we had cameras on us 24-7. And uh, when when, uh, when the last dance came up, I think a lot of people were a little shocked to see that the last dance was Michael Jordan's on it. And I think a lot of people got a little, a little upset because they didn't get the credit or they wanted money. I didn't, I didn't want money, you know. It was good for me to just be on there and uh, doing my job. And do you think the whole, with the beef between Pippen and Jordan, what's your take? Did they have any tension at all when you were playing? No, no I, 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 never, I never saw that before. I never saw them get in a fight. And it was even after the season, I never saw them. They was always hanging out together, playing golf together, traveling together. I, but uh, it's, just a lot of, it's just a lot of things that's happened in the last couple of years. So I think Scott's a little bitter.
1: Michael's more like labor. back was here, whatever.
2: But uh, I think they going to work it out.
0: All right. Thank you. Let me say this. Personally speaking, as crazy and insane as Dennis Robin has been over the years. I've always liked Dennis Robin. Uh, But now I'm wondering whether or not you were ever Michael Jordan's teammate. You helped him the three championships, for crying out loud. Second go round. But I'm wondering if you ever knew him. Because I can assure
1: you, that relationship is dead.
0: Michael Jordan may be cordial. Michael Jordan will be complimentary about the things that Scottie Pippen did for him. As a teammate. Michael Jordan may never fail to recognize Scottie Pippen's greatness and the fact that he would not have won six championships without Scottie Pippen's assistance. But please, ladies and gentlemen, make no mistake when I say this. There ain't no friendship there. And if Dennis Rodman thinks that
1: everything's gonna be cool, you don't know MJ.
0: Scottie Pippen's done when it comes to MJ. I don't give a damn what anybody said. It's just my personal opinion. I've known MJ for many years. I consider him a friend and a brother. Cute dog in the house, Omega Si-Fi, all day, every day. Let me tell you something. I kind of know the brother a little bit.
1: Nah, it ain't going down like that.
0: Scottie Pippen was overly sensitive to the last dance. Scottie Pippen clearly had harbored a level of bitterness that he had held inside for quite a long time. He signed a contract that he was advised by owner Jerry Reinstorf himself not to sign, and he did it anyway. He was told he was gonna be shortchanged. He did it anyway. He was bitter, just like they told him he was gonna feel bitter. He did it anyway. And then afterward, obviously, he felt like Jordan should have facilitated him making money. Jordan will tell you he did facilitate Scottie Pippen making money with Nike, with the Jordan brand. But, my, but Scottie didn't want to listen. He wanted to do his own thing. All of that is nothing to have animus or acrimony over. But when the last dance came out and Scottie Pippen walked around with the bitterness, And then he came out with the book and he talked about how
1: it took him a while before he gave Michael Jordan his condolences after his father had passed away.
0: What everybody bypassed and what I had revealed on first take live on ESPN television is that Michael Jordan thought that so much was going on that it was just an afterthought. He didn't know until the last dance that Scottie Pippen had purposefully neglected to extend his condolences to Michael Jordan for all that Michael Jordan had gone through when he lost his father. He didn't know that there was so much animosity for
1: him that Scottie Pippen was
0: negligent intentionally in terms of extending his condolences. And when he realized that all of these years later, when The Last Dance came out during COVID, when the games, when the season was halted for four months, and Last Dance was the only thing that we had going on on sports television, and my God, was it a savior? Because we love tuning into that stuff.
1: Michael Jordan, personally said to me, and personally told me to go on television and say, I didn't know it was like that.
0: I understand now how he really feels about me. I hope everything he's saying about me, in his book rather, when his book came out, I'm sorry, not during the last sentence, when his book came out, he said, I hope everything he's saying about me was worth it. It ain't no coming back from that with the MJ. I promise you that. I promise
1: you that. He'll be cordial. Won't be rude. We ain't got to
0: fight grown men. Ain't nothing like that. We don't talk about that bond. A level of trust. That friendship. That inner sanctum and inner circle. Ain't no coming back from that with MJ. It's a misnomer when people say, oh, my goodness, you can't say nothing bad about MJ. Please. I've argued with MJ on many occasions. We have butted heads in terms of our disagreement in a very friendly and brotherly way. I love this brother. Gotten to know him. Honored to call him a friend and a brother. We disagree sometimes, all the time. He'll get on the phone. Motherfucker, don't say this. Don't say that. I know you don't disagree with me. Now. It's all in fun.
1: But you know why? Cause he don't
0: care about agree or disagree. But he cares about his betrayal. He don't smile on his face and say one thing and do something different behind his back. Or go on television and do something different than what you represented yourself to be when you called them, Or fail to call him at all before you represent yourself in a different way than what you've conveyed to him. He don't play that.
1: And I'm good with it. Cause I'm the same way. It's over between him and Scottie Pippen. Don't even waste your time thinking about it. Before I get on out of here for the day, I want to say this, um, because there was a story that I addressed the other day
0: about this girl, clearly entitled, at the very least coming across as very, very trifling and entitled, was like, I, look at me, look at me. I cannot go into a cheesecake factory. Looking like she's been there many times, by the way. Although she looked good.
1: But the point is, is that's what she said.
0: And so, if you don't believe me, I wanted to revisit this subject because there's some people who sent in a list of places you can't go and you shouldn't go on a first date. And I said I'm going to address that list, but before I do that, I wanted to rehash for y'all that video she put out on social media, going on a first date, talking about she can't go to the Cheesecake Factory, and then my response to her flagrant level of entitlement. Listen to this.
1: I, I literally don't understand. Look at me. I cannot go in the Cheesecake Factory.
2: There's nothing wrong with it. I will, dawg. That's <laughs> embarrassing.
0: First of all, what the hell is wrong with the Cheesecake Factory? Ain't nothing wrong with the Cheesecake Factory. Not only is there nothing wrong with the Cheesecake Factory, the Cheesecake Factory ain't that damn cheap. Now, having said all of that, I'm here for y'all, ladies. I'm here for you. I'm just trying to be there for you. I'm just trying to be here for you, OK? I'm just trying to be here for you. Uh, uh, there are places, honestly speaking, that you shouldn't go for a first date. Fair enough. But what I would like to say to the ladies out there is that it all depends on the man you're with
1: and what his budget entails. If
0: you decide to go out on a date with a dude that's jobless and he take you to someplace like Applebee's, damn it, that's like
1: Morton Steakhouse or something.
0: That's like catching Hollywood or Craig's or for Melrose and stuff. I mean, yo, like Mercer's Kitchen in New York City. That's not a bad, I mean, it all depends on your budget. Now, if you're making a lot more money and you decide to be cheap, that's a different animal. So it all depends on your budget. But well, we're going to address this list by saying this is applicable to men out there who have a nine to five job at the very least. And let's just say it's making $75,000 and up annually. Even though that's cut in half after taxes, after Uncle Sam gets a hold of you depending on the city that you live in. But you know what I'm saying. Let's go down the list. Cheesecake Factory. No problem whatsoever. The menu is good. The ambiance is good. I'm cool with it. Ain't nothing wrong with Cheesecake Factory. That girl smoking something. And by the way, I think she lying. Don't tell me you can't go in no Cheesecake Factory stop lying. You know good and damn well. I saw you. I saw the video you. You've you, you been to Cheesecake Factory before. Ain't no doubt you've been to Cheesecake Factory before. You need to stop. Ain't a black person alive that ain't walking to
1: a McDonald's or a Burger King. Hell, it's White Castle if you ask me.
0: So don't even tell me that you ain't go to a Cheesecake Factory. And by the way, I don't eat the White Castle as much anymore and stuff like that. You know, I got myself in shape, got myself in condition and all of this other stuff. But I have to admit, it's the best laxative I've ever ate in my life. I got to tell you that right now. I'm just telling you all that. I know it's TMI, but hey, you got to go to the bathroom. First of all, it tastes delicious. And secondly, it helps you unleash. It's a very, very good thing. You understand what I'm saying? It's just a laxative I think you should think about. Number one. Number two, I'm only playing. I want to do that to White Castle. Burgers are delicious. I try to go there all the time before I, you know, got in the gym. Applebee's. Eh, I like Applebee's. I've been to Applebee's on many occasions. You know? First date, no, but hell, I was just there a month ago. Me and my sister Samatra, we got hungry and went to the Applebee's. What's wrong with Applebee's? The double burgers are nice. Double cheeseburger's are nice. You know what I'm saying? I like it. I like it better than steak, stuff, but I like it. Chili's, hell. There's Chili's all over Bristol, Connecticut. When I was at ESPN, you're damn right, I went to Chili's, yep. Chipotle, uh, not my cup of tea, I'm not mine. Olive Garden, ain't nothing wrong with the Olive Garden. Olive is nice. Now the movies is a different animal. See, if you want to have conversation, you don't go to the movies, because you're watching the movies, you can't talk. But if you want to take us someplace nice, but you don't want to talk, you got to take it to movies. But it can't be just any movie theater. It's got to be one of those AMC movie theaters or those I pick theaters that serve you food and bring it to your seat. Oh, my God. Oh, oh I mean, when they bring the food to your seat, I mean, you ain't got to move. It's right there. They bring this food and bring, and they serve alcohol, too. You know, you can get a, I got a Hennessy and Coke at the movie theater. That's nice. That's nice. All right? So, the movies are the joint, just depending on what type of movie this Your house? Stop it, fellas. You know, good. Look, you can't be showing that you're trying to get someone the first day. You got, you got to disguise that a little bit. You know what I'm saying? We know you're trying to get some. That's why you took it out on a date. We know that, right? But you don't need to be obvious with it the first day. You know what I'm You have to, you know, massage the situation a little bit. You know, you got to show you want to spend some money, you know, take it out. Nice conversation, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> let her know you're interested in her words. You ain't necessarily looking at them hips, them legs, the booties, the breasts, and all of that stuff that comes with it. You got to disguise that a little bit. Look up sometimes, don't look straight, don't look that, just look up sometimes. You understand what I'm saying? Nigga, don't let it look, don't let it don't be so obvious. You know? And then when you look at her a little bit, look quick. Smile, let her know you like what you see in a very classy, upstanding way, and then divert your eyes away again, because she don't want to be objectified. She not want to be objectified, okay? Yeah, you know she is. I, I'm, I'm more than. I am more than that. Okay, is that all you want? If that's all you want. I'm not interested in that. Okay, I don't need that. You do have those. Plentiful, I might add. Most women can be like that. You know, they might want you. I think women know relatively quickly whether or not you got a chance. But in the same breath, she might not want to be obvious about it. Your house makes it obvious. You might not want to do that. And that's not to say if your shoes just come over your house, that means something's gonna happen. Because we don't want to send that message either. No means no! No means no! No fast food chains. That's cheap. Can't do that. No Buffalo Wild Wings for a first date. Unless she's somebody like Rasputin that want those wings. You do have that. From Norbit, Rasputin, the movie Norbit. You do have those women. I mean, hell, you know. They can eat a whole chicken and be like, what's that? I'm just, that's just an appetizer. Wingstop, nah, that's cheap. Red lobster's not bad, depends on the ambiance that particular red Lobster. Red lobster, sometimes they vary. A buffet, hell no, hell no. Food just laying there, people walking by, breathing on it and all that shit, you can't do that. IHOP, no, That's that, that IHOP is cheap, it's a nice place for breakfast, but you ain't going on your first date for breakfast. Okay? It's usually late in the day. And if it's late in the day, that ain't breakfast food. Okay? Denny's no.
1: The gym. Well, you just telling her she need work. That ain't going to work on a first date. Church? Now that has potential. I believe in the Lord. And the Lord has connected me with you. And because that has happened as I sit here right now, And I know we can go out to dinner. We can go out and have a good time. But if you will
0: escort me, I'd like you to come with me to church because I just wanna go and give thanks to the Lord that I've met you.
1: That's how you do that. Outside of that,
0: not church. Because one or two things gonna happen if she's not religious. Either she's going to be turned off because she was turned on and you brought her into an environment that sort of quelled her stimulation, per se.
1: Or she just might think you're leaning on the church for
0: help because you can't handle your business on your own. That is not good. You know what Mm I'm saying? And you come in there and then, you know, you might want, you know, you might be very, very serious, want the ring and all of that stuff. She might think, he's moving too fast. I don't know if I'm ready for this. No Starbucks, no coffee dates, no ice cream dates. Family functions. She ain't earned that. She don't know, you, don't know, you don't know her well enough to bring around your family. Movie night, eh. No long drives. Not yet. Bowling's cool. No nightclub. That gives another brother an opportunity to hook up with her. You don't want that. Hookah bar, she might not like to smoke. A bar for just drinks. There's other men there. You don't want that distraction. Waffle House, that's like breakfast. Sporting events are cool as long as you got dinner after. Remember, I said that. It's Stevie A talking to you. You know my advice is off the chain. Shade Room, you watching. Ladies, you looking. Pay attention to your boy, Stevie A. I'm trying to help you out. I'm trying to be there for you. I'm trying to be there for you. I'm just saying. Real quick. Are the Bills going to make it to the playoffs and how many playoff games will they win? They might make it to the playoffs. But right now, they're not looking good. I don't like how they look right now. Scoring, failing, struggling to score the football. I mean, losing that game to the New England Patriots, of all people, the way they look coming into the game, I'm not sold. But I, for right now, I'll tell you, I think they're on the outside looking in. their playoff hopes are in jeopardy. But I think Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs are those dudes and they'll get it together. Still, um, at L-A-R-W-S-K, Steele is being 4-2 despite a horrendous offense. You're absolutely right. I still think Matt Canada should be gone, but they did improve last week. So maybe he deserves additional chances and we got to have some faith in Mike, Mike Tomlin. elusive um, 19 how do you think our Knicks will perform this season and will, and, and will they threaten Philly for the third seed in the Eastern Conference? They might threaten them, but they ain't going past the Eastern Conference semifinals. That's my, Easter, that's my problem with the Knicks. Rangers versus Diamondbacks, I'm going with the Texas Rangers in seven games. And that's really all I got to say. I got to get on out of here because I got to hustle to do some TV work for NBA Countdown. Thank y'all for tuning in. Keep bringing the love and I'm going to keep keep on bringing these shows. I really, really appreciate the love approaching 360,000 subscribers in seven months. That's y'all. That ain't even me. That's y'all. The love is so greatly appreciated. Thank y'all so much. Until next time, I'll talk to you. Peace and love, everybody. Stephen A. Smith signing off.